Hey everyone, welcome to the Sneaker History Podcast, where we dive into the people, stories, and iconic moments that have helped make sneakers a global phenomenon. If you've ever told someone that you like their kicks, then you're in the right place. Before we lace up this episode, here's a little teaser for you. Stick around to the end of each episode for the last shot question. It's a chance to test your sneaker knowledge and engage with our community. I've also recently started a newsletter to share my knowledge from nearly two decades of experience working in the footwear industry. You can find the link to that below or go to sneakerhistory.com slash newsletter for a weekly deep dive into the biggest topics in the sneaker business. All right, now that the business is taken care of, grab your favorite pair of kicks and let's get started with the episode. Jordan trying to shake off Starks. Oh, what a move! Against Gill, the crowd on its feet. Allen for the win! Yeah! Sneaker History Podcast. Welcome back to the Sneaker History Podcast. Got my guys Robbie and Mike. Talk about uh, a little chaos going on in the sneaker, uh, at least in the sneaker world, sort of. But how you guys doing? How's your weekend? Good, man. You know, I want to be on this live so bad. Just knocked a three-hour drive out, in, or three-and-a-half-hour drive out in three hours. Boom. Just a nick of time. That's the best feeling. <laughs> Beating your estimated arrival time. It's like, yeah, what do you know? It's a constant what game. <laughs> well, before before you got on, Mike, Robbie was telling me about about his his weekend getaway little trip too, and was just saying uh, how how fast his new X three is. So uh, I, f- I feel Ooh. like you guys are both on the same page. Meanwhile, <laughs> meanwhile, Cam and I went out to the park here in Sacramento. You go out to like uh, Miller Park by the river. And it's basically like low riders and people just chilling. So we, we went out there. We got a little a little dumpling dumpling spot downtown. Drove out to Ooh. sit by the river, watch the low riders this afternoon. So nice. it was it was a it was an excellent time had by all. <laughs> nice, nice. But uh, so what are you guys what are you guys rocking? What are you guys copping? Oh well, I'm just gonna take it off my foot because it's still on. These ain't coming off my feet ever. <laughs> These bad boys. Have been on since they got here. Um, what I'm copping, I they just came in the mail. Actually, it wasn't even for me. It's for my wife. I got them basically for free. Cause I had a bunch of gift cards to Adidas, but the Swarovski Stan Smith. Oh, nice. I, I, I should run and go grab them, but dude, they're so clean. They come in like an all white box. Come with this super plush like dust bag. The uh, Stan Smith emblem on the uh, tongue and then on the all the green on the heel tab are all covered in those crystals. I almost want to keep them for myself if I can fit a size, you know, you know, five and, you know, <laughs> they're so good, man. That's awesome because so many times I think complete the project. Like the shoe will be great and then it's just in a stock Adidas box or a stock it's, Nike box. It's like exactly. The project. That's really sick. So nothing to cop though? Nothing on your radar? Uh, I guess the one thing I, I, I copped, I hope it comes because I noticed that the order is a pre-order, which you don't really see them often, but I actually was able to grab the Cosmic Unity from Dick's Sporting Goods, but they won't actually ship until the 19th. So it's still up in the air. So it's one of those, like, I got a halfway, you know, W, but it could also turn into an L according to a couple of buddies of mine who've done this and they've got the orders canceled. So fingers crossed. Nice, nice. How about you, Robbie? Hope that goes well. What's up to Gregatron and Mario Restores? What up? Yeah, we got Goober in here too. 
lot of people. I had a very nice random box show up from on running today. Um, I, I guess it came earlier in the week, trying to get this microphone out of the damn way. <laughs> oh, there, there we go. go. Yeah, there we go. It came probably this week, but this is On's lifestyle option. It's called the Cloud Nova. So fresh. So, yeah, it doesn't have as crazy as a look with the tooling. It's still definitely an On shoe, but it has this knit upper. It fits really good, but here's what I'm interested in. The tongue is like, Almost like an L, I'm an ASIC gel light yeah. further apart, and the tongue kind of just comes across the top. It's like it's it's weird. It's like it's detached, and it's like it's it's really comfortable. I don't have anything bad to say. But, I like that, man. Yeah, I, I wore them this afternoon at the grocery store. Um, super clean. Shout out to Max. For, Is it like a knit? Yeah, it's a um, it's a knit that does. It's like all it's all fused. There's there's no. Oh. There's no transitions. There's there's no nothing. I mean, there's not even like fused material. It's all just like one piece. So it's like they knitted it, then like smoothed it out. So there's no kind of like break in the fabric. Well, not even just that. Normally, there's like a fusing area. Yeah. Where they combine the shoe, and there's there's none of that. It's all just one ass, one piece. Nice. It's very cool. I got these and, and the trainers, uh, which are the Cloud Ultras that haven't come out yet. Cool. Those are too far away for me to grab easily. So those are my recent pickup. Thank you to On for sending me those. Um, is it? Is it like? So I'm trying to think of the shoes. Like you know how like the NMD knit is like thin and a little stiff, and then like Ultra Boost is like basically like super thick sock. Is yeah. it? What is it? What's like the toe around the toe like on that? Between the two, the NMD oh. is a very good comparison. Um, in terms of like elasticity, I would say, okay. but it's not like a prime knit either. It's gotcha. like middle. It's like if engineered mesh got upgraded. Okay, I would almost say it feels like a mesh, but I know it's a knit type deal. Super cool though. Definitely a lifestyle shoe. Um, I had uh, somebody reach out saying they bought a pair of Ons today through the influence, and I was like, influencer. <laughs> um, but no they really are great shoes um if you're looking for something different to run in sneaker history run club tag us on what you're running in but those are a, a great option and when it comes to copping i was pretty bummed out when i saw that the syracuse high dunks were women's only so oh. those are no option for me and that kind of breaks my heart so i am i'm full forward with the white black question I'm not gonna lie to you. That's the white and red ones. The 25th anniversary. I wear those all the time because yep. they're just, they're so wearable. We talk about wearability, mm -hmm. and it's like a white and a simple color or lack of color in black. Question is just fire. So if you don't know the whole story, AI was supposed to wear a crazy colorway, like a Golden State Warrior colorway mm -hmm. of the question, and last second he pulled an Iverson and was like, nah. And, and wear the white and blacks. They don't match. He said, I don't like it. He didn't like it. And it's way cleaner. I mean, in, in modern expectations, wear the craziest fucking shoe you can on All-Star Weekend. But, like, that's just, like, white, black, clean. And it's also fun to know that Iverson really enjoyed himself in the area that weekend. Leading up to the he, he parties for, like, three days straight. And then won MVP. 
So you see people out here with their nutrition. <laughs> this Paul's a vegan now, stuff like that. Now Alan Iverson has got hammered drunk. It's like take yeah. shots, then go play. That's the way you do it. <laughs> I think Drake said he took in shots with Kobe. I'm like, man, that's before social media. Who I want to know who was taking shots with Iverson oh. in in Oakland that weekend. Like that was. <laughs> I took Jason Kidd and Gary Payton showing him around. Like it's just so. Fun fact about that shoot, there's one little tweak on it that I didn't notice as somebody on IG actually brought it up to me. And I didn't, and I didn't between the new one and the, the OG, the OG has a silver tongue and the, the uh, retros only have a white tongue. So there's a small little difference in the one AI war, but they're still super clean. I mean, that's definitely one of my radar as well. That's okay with me. What about you, Nick? So I actually wore, I, I pulled a mic today. I don't know if you can see I'm wearing the, the Know Your Roots yeah. Concord tee. And uh, I had to break them out, man. You have to. Right? Like, so this is like the 2001, or I mean, 2011 edition. And it's just crazy how amazing these shoes are, man. It's just crazy. Like, I, I, I literally haven't worn them for probably five years. And, you know, like, I, I want to. But then, like, when I was moving and all that stuff, it's like, all right, I, I don't want to mess them up. I'm just going to leave. You know, I have, like numerous boxes that i just didn't dig into over the last five years but then when you pull it out and you're like oh man this is why the I light love this shines shit. in your face <laughs> yeah. it's yeah. like oh do you rock yeah. them that do you rock them super loose with just yep i basically like loop over the i don't know if you can see that i basically loop over the the top laces yeah. and just leave them loose they don't fall out because mine always fall out some kind of way. So I end up having to tie them. Just I take the top eyelets out and just tie them low. Yeah. So I, I usually, so sometimes I'll have to tie like do like a tiny little knot just so they don't come back through. But most of the time, at least with these, they've stayed pretty well nice. stuck right there. So yeah, it's been pretty good. Um, hey, as far as copying, um, I, I mean, I tried to get those ready-made blazers. That's probably like the one thing that I'm like, I, it's been a while since I really regretted not getting a shoe and like, you know, Greg and a couple other people helped try to get, get it. But man, just, uh, I, I think that's still on my cop list. You know, I, I'm not going to pay $500 or whatever they're going for or $400, oh, but man. I'm just going to keep an eye out and see if I can get my hands on a pair. That shit looks so fake. I thought that shit looks weird. Like, too weird to me. It looks That's so what I love about it. It's just funky <laughs> as hell, man. It's so funky. I'm sure. I didn't realize they were. I mean, I should have assumed they were going to be that much, but I didn't look at the resale value on them at all. Yeah. 500 bucks. Are they? Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah. I mean, I'm definitely not paying that, but I think that's a shoe that will probably fall down, fall in price down the road because ready made's like not the same popularity level as some of the other Japanese brands that have, you know, skyrocketed like, skyrocketed so i don't know we'll see um but i guess uh let's see what before we get into the topic for tonight we should probably read a review but um just to give you guys a heads up on what we want to talk about you probably saw in the last four or five days i think it was four or five days now um story from bloomberg on reselling sneakers kind of went all over the place everybody was talking about it I had mixed feelings about even talking about it originally, but then we got some news that it turns out that this kid is like the son of a, of a VP at Nike or something like that. So we're going to get into it, but
But before we do, I'm going to read a review real quick. Um, let's see here. This one is from Baby Daddy Nate. Five stars says, let's talk sneakers. In a time when we all try our best but end up with sneakers with a sneakers L, it's fun to hear the banter between the guys and all and all laugh at the shoes we love but can't obtain. Amen to that, man. <laughs> <laughs> the wholesomeness of the crew sh- the crew show that not everyone gets the W, but we all enjoy the little things we put on our feet. Love the pod and always tune in. Thank you, Baby Daddy Nate. That's a great review. I totally relate to the whole thing. The uh, yeah, it's it's just it's what it is. We got to find our 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 wins somewhere else nowadays. <laughs> I think that's the truth. Though, like I tried for a pair of topes on Saturday, and not for me, for somebody else in Discord. It takes a village. I took an L, but it takes a village. Well, it's just so hard, man. Like when I tried to get the Cosmic Unities through Hibbit, I'm like, oh, no one's gonna be on Hibbit. No one ever buys. You know, that's not the first place they go. Man, I refresh my screen five seconds before the drop. It it drops my screen, loads the sizes. It, everything's sold out before I can even click on anything. So you, you're right. You just gotta <laughs> take solace in the, in the things that you know, other things that make you happy than sneakers. Definitely, definitely. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna toss this to you, Robbie, because I know you you've been itching to to go into this one. But I'm gonna throw the original article up so we can scroll through uh, the first parts of it i guess to start so that way in case anybody hasn't seen it um they can check it out but it's uh it's it's definitely um definitely kind of a typical big media writes about small nuanced hobby or collector memorabilia type thing i feel like they're trying to just I don't know. They're just trying too hard. But um, so sneakerheads have turned Jordans and Yeezys into a bona fide asset class. Uh, when the pandemic presented a buy low opportunity, one college dropout hit the road and filled this truck with two hundred thousand dollars worth of kicks. I think this uh, this little bit here is probably the one that everybody saw floating around the internet. Which I looked at it and just basically was like, well, you know, a true sneakerhead didn't really didn't really go, like write th- or take this photo right but um, <laughs> i don't want to pick on anybody so what's what do you think robbie let's 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 hear your thoughts on this contradictory to what you just said <laughs> maybe a real sneakerhead did because he's like fuck it i'm gonna put a jordan one mid chicago <laughs> because that's like 2008 chicago so that's the real deal holyfield in 2008 so we talk, we talk boo boo about the Jordan one mid, myself included. <laughs> so that was the option. So the article pretty much is like ninety five percent about this West Coast streetwear dude. Yeah, West Coast Joe. Yeah, West Coast Joe. What else like drug dealers? By the way, like, can we get <laughs> just better names? No, it's like not even a good. I mean, whatever. Um, he's a kid. I'm not gonna like hate on his on his wordplay. <laughs> But um, what, what's interesting to me is like the article is like 95% him. And then it's like at the end, oh, yeah, his mom's VP of North America. It's just like 5% that, 95% him. And like the VP of North America is, is, is the important part. Yeah. So his mom is Anne Hibbert, um, like I just said, VP of North. So this article came out and they found um, Bloomberg in the article has records of like order purchases in her name for his business. Oh, 
And they're just like, oh, I'm a kid. I accidentally used my mom's credit card. Like, my bad. I'm 19. Which, to his credit, I definitely pulled that shit once. I was like, oh. <laughs> You'll find this on the statement a month from now and I'll get yelled at. But right now, I'm going to get these shoes. So, like, <laughs> um, that's a valid argument if your mom isn't VP of North. So, everything flows back to mom. So, it's like any excuse you have or any reasoning behind your connections or how you get. Well, I'll go into discount codes here in a moment, but like how you get access to those, how um, how somebody filling their Amazon marketplace with low demand Nike shoes and whatnot, he's probably hustling it. His mom isn't the VP of North America. So like that's, that's why it all funnels back to that fact. So he's getting things in the article. It goes from things like, He's buying Vapor Maxes, which we all see on sale for what, like $80, $100 off. So they're still $100, but, you know, make a 10 to 30% margin off that. He goes around to Nike outlets and buys up sale shoes. That's nothing new. And yep. to, get on, uh, to get on a really weird side tangent, Jordy Shoeseum got banned from Nike outlets for doing that shit back in the day. Yeah, like, years ago. Yep. Oh, wow. I didn't know that. Yeah. So That's like crazy and from like Nike outlets. But again, yeah. let's funnel this back to the fact that this kid's mom is VP of North America. Yeah. He can be in a Bloomberg article saying I drove from Portland through every single Nike outlet in every major city down to like the southeast and hit up every single one. No repercussion. So there, there there's level to this, then I'll pass it to Mike. So in the nitty-gritty of, of codes and everything, cut and dry, Nike policy is if you or a family member who acquires the shoes through your means, so your discount, some way in which you provide a shoe to them, if they flip that shoe, they are liable to be fired at Nike, and that's no news. We see it on Instagram every now and again of more high-profile situations where somebody's falsifying like sample orders. But something as simple as um, one of my friends uh, getting me a pair of shoes and then me flipping it for flipping it. Period. It doesn't yeah. matter. It doesn't matter if it's for profit or not. Me going and then selling the shoe. Um, so cut and dry, you will be fired for that. But this Bloomberg article and what this kid outwardly portrays in the article, and upon further inspection. That's happening at the biggest level to where he has a whole business ranking in hundreds of thousands of dollars a year through his mother. So this, I, I've had a lot of people from Nike the past couple of days. I've, had, I've seen links they send me to conversation, like anonymous uh, message boards online where like people are just giving their two cents. And it's just full of Nike employees. Like, oh, I got fired for just some asinine shit that's kind of like me selling shoes. But like, hey. down like that. And it's just lists and lists of just like firsthand accounts of like, this is BS, something needs to happen. Yeah. That's, that's absolutely just crazy. Because I was, in the beginning of the article, it's talking about him purchasing basically a lot of Yeezy, with I guess Zions, whatever colorway it was, not really important. But, the excuse of oh i didn't see it on the credit card i can't buy it because he was spending upwards 
of or he has spent on that particular lot $132,000. I don't care how rich you are. If I spend $132,000 on my mother's credit card, I'm about to get slapped all the way out the house. Like, there's just no way you don't know what's happening. And I'm not trying to say, oh, you know, she's like colluding this, but uh, she wouldn't stop. And I'm, I'm sorry, you're going to read your credit card statement and say, hey, there's $132,000. And I'm sure that's not the only thing he's done. But I mean, I hate to, you know, beat a dead horse of, you know, but it's a current event that actually I think kind of sits perfectly with this, and that's the trophy room crap. I'm sure this kid was in in, in cahoots with that at some point. But I'm just saying, like, if they're buying lots of this, that's just over and over. He's bought what whatever it is they can get their hands on. He's going through all these outlets. There's just no way it cannot be known unless he has his own credit card and they just pay the bill blindly, which yeah. I don't, I don't see that happening. How old is he? What is, is he 19? How old is he? Something like that. 19. I just, I, yeah, I mean, I just don't get it. And I'm not knocking the business of reselling because people are going to make their money, whatever. Yeah. Do I get ticked off when I can't get something? A hundred percent. We all do. But I'm not gonna tell somebody they can't have a business. But if you're not gonna, again, I, the word fair is really loose in business. But if you're not gonna play the game fair, and you're already, you know, head of you know North America VP at Nike, your kid's gonna skim off the top and make another few hundred thousand dollars a year. Uh, something has to happen. There's just no way you can let that sit because now all these other employees are like, oh, we actually mean absolutely nothing, you people. Your consumers are like, oh, you really don't care about us either. So that's a double-edged sword there. They can lose that battle on, on two different sides of the front. So it's not <laughs> it's not just like the parent side. So obviously it's really out there to think that she doesn't know what's going on. So there's a uh-huh. post Coast Streetwear for the Kobe four undefeated pack, like the special edition ones that had all of the shoes in one pack. Mm-hmm. So he's selling 51 packs for $55,000 shipped in a full size run. So if your mom is not VP of North America, you're not getting 51 packs of like the limited edition only available at undefeated. Like there's just, oh. there's every breadcrumb leads to her and her family selling products. So like as cut and dry as it can be, like you could say you don't understand. There's also an aspect in there in which she says that she disclosed his business in 2018. This is now three years later. Landscape issues is much different. Yeah. So like promo sample, like all of these orders, and he's not the only person Still out. in the trophy room um, where it's just, every single like full full size runs like stock yeah. inventory but like what an entire region of Foot Locker would get mm-hmm. in in one person and he's gonna sell it wholesale so nick stop right there yeah so the mags so in the bloomberg article he talks about he happened upon a warehouse where four mags were chilling <laughs> and you just don't happen on like it, it, it you, you're, you're led by somebody at Nike. Somebody could be mom, could be somebody else. We don't have facts on that. But you just don't happen upon the back storage area of a Nike facility. Yeah. You know? 
there's it, no way. It, 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 it can't happen. So there is more exclusive things like the undefeated fours Nick was just showing here. We've seen the Yeezys in this photo, Jordan 1s. But to kind of circle back to like the cheaper shoes, you Holy can... Holy crap. You get code. So like Sneaker Steel is a good example. Probably not a good example, but it's an example. So like you get codes to sell the shoes for cheaper, right? So like I don't think Sneaker Steel sells shoes through their own avenue though. So that's, that's why I don't think they're a good example of what I'm trying to say. But yeah. basically, you, you get a code, you can buy um, these Air Force Ones that didn't hit for an extra 30% off retail on a wholesale order. So they'll send you a full-size run of some, some fuck, some like uh, big Swoosh Air Force Ones. So you, 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 get them for, you get them for $50 a pop. You then go sell them wholesale like he has here with all these pallets. Yeah. Amazon store on your own retail front if you have one um many different avenues ebay and you just have a whole stock and you sell them for a hundred dollars they were listed for 120 people are still getting 20 dollars off but you're making 50 dollars a shoe um those codes just don't happen to anybody either so everything funnels back to this kind of access not being this is like a human bot like your mom is the bot and and a lot of these photos we can't verify where he is, but there's some of them with like Travis Scott shoes. And it looks like he's in a really fucking nice house. And it's like, well, where are you having those things shipped to? He, it says in the article, he ended up getting a warehouse and that's where these photos are from. Yeah. yeah. yeah there's other ones where it's like, you're in a really nice study in somebody's house. And if your mom's a VP in North America, she probably has a really nice study. That's the one I'm talking yeah. about. Well, Nick, scroll down again. There's a picture from a really nice, you can see the outside of a house. It's like a wooden garage door. Um, yeah, it's his mom's house. Yeah, I mean, 100% it is. Uh, hell, I don't, oh, look, you can go up. Right there, right there, uh, right under Kobe. Oh, here, yeah. <clears throat> so it's just like, there's the cool, there's not playing fair, but then there's also we never know the quantities. Let's keep using the undefeated four as an example. We don't know the quantities of really how many of those special edition box sets there were. But if 51 of them are in his possession, I don't think there's more than a couple hundred. So if now the entire population is fighting over, you know, three-fourths of stock, that's fucked up. Like, that's the kind of stuff that messes with people's heads. And uh, later on, we're going to have Liz Beecroft on and... We're, to, we're going to talk about like the mental health of sneakers, and I, I'm very interested to see her take on like the L mentality because it's perpetrated everybody's life. Everybody hates it. It's now to a point where it's in our reviews where we all have a camaraderie over taking L's, but it does mess with your head. So when you see somebody like him, or you see the trophy room situation, where it's like, man, Nick's loved that Jordan One for forever. He would love to get that shoe. But you know that two-fifths, one-fourth, some arbitrary percentage mm -hmm. has been taken off just to screw you and somebody to make money off of something we all like. And it pisses me off because it's like we can, we can preface statements like Mike's and there's nothing against resale. But at the core, it fucking sucks when you can't just buy a shit you want to get. And then when you see like 
young white privileged people come in and just like shit on the game, it it, it hurts my it, it hurts my feelings. I try not to get my feelings involved, but it's like, damn it, I woke up to try to get that shoe, <laughs> and this, yeah. this this fool came out of the right womb and he has fifty one pairs. Like, it's messed up. Yeah. I mean, I'm going to play devil's advocate just because that's kind of always where I land on this kind of stuff. So I, I 100% agree. Like, I see this stuff, and if I look at it too long, it pisses me off. Most of the time when I see this kind of stuff, I scroll right past it. I'm, I just keep moving. You know, I think that the interesting thing about this whole thing, right, like looking through, you know, his Instagram and or the West Coast Streetwear Instagram and seeing all the different stuff, right, like, you know, he's he's obviously, you know, well connected, right? Yeah. Whether that happens from his own hard work or from mom's hard work or anything in between, I can't I can't really deny that there's there's absolutely an advantage to being so close to Nike, whether it's through you know, like Robbie said, you're not gonna end up with all that Dior stuff, you're not gonna end up with, you know, fifty pairs of off whites from a random warehouse or, or Nike mags from a random warehouse without knowing the right people. Yeah. And, you know, to, to a certain extent, that's part of being in Portland too. Right. You know, not to, not to say that it's equal, but like, let's be honest, like Robbie and, and Rowett and Greg and, and, you know, everybody that's up there can walk into an index type store that has way more, you know, exclusive samples, player exclusives, whatever. Or even just thinking about like some of the other kind of like, um, I don't know, like the, uh, you know, like the the stuff that ends up in Ross and Marshalls and stuff up there is completely different than what we end up getting, like you know, the rest of the world, the rest of the world, right? So, I think that there's an interesting, like there could be like a you know, benefit of the doubt. The kid has has made you know the best of his situation. He's obviously got an advantage being so close to, you know, who knows where, who knows who, but like looking through his Instagram and seeing all of the other stuff too, like seeing the Yeezys, you know, massive amounts of Yeezys, right? Clearly like the technology side is working for him too. So, you know, I think naturally we kind of just dismiss, you know, anybody that's using a bot, but like, Look, if if I was 16 or 17 years old and trying to, you know, do whatever I could to get out of living at home, you know, like I was I was selling cigarettes back in the day to kids at high school, you know, like if I had the access to the internet that we have now, like I, I would definitely not be selling cigarettes. I'd definitely be selling sneakers because they're way more profitable. So like I I, I am like kind of torn because I don't want to just condemn him a hundred hundred percent because I know that like part of what he's doing has to be, he has to be smart enough to do this shit, right? Like he has Mm -hmm. to be connected enough, build relationships enough because even with bots, you're probably not hitting to that same level. But on the flip side of that, if you are using bots and hitting to that level, it's because you have the financial resources of say a VP at Nike and the, you know, credit card, you know, like, you have to have a parent that's not going to ever check their credit card at $120,000 spend, right? Most of us mm-hmm. are never going to experience like $120,000, even if you're a millionaire, is probably something you're going to notice on your credit card, right? Yeah. So to me, it's it's like, 
you know, the, the story from Bloomberg is really odd because it's almost like, hey, I became friends with this, you know, kid to tell this story. It was cool. And then I realized eventually that his mom was a VP at Nike and he's basically selling all these shoes. And then, you know, of course, you can't get a hold of the VP, you know, the mom or you know whatever. But I don't know, man. I, I just feel like I totally understand everybody that's kind of like, you know, this is what's wrong with sneakers right now. Um, but I also know that like this stuff happens, you know, something else will come along and change it and it won't happen in the future. And we won't even think about this type of thing. I mean, I think the, my biggest frustration with this is like the idea that if you're a business that you have to flaunt, that you have pallets full of product is Mm -hmm. Absolutely bananas to me. Imagine if you went to Amazon and Amazon social was just like, yo, we got thousands of cheap ass fucking camera pieces. Like that's corny as shit. Like that's the only thing I really have a a, like true deep down issue with because it's like, look, there's nothing cool about like this, you know, this picture of, of, of the, the piles at, at the warehouse. Right. Like, that's not cool. Like you're just like, fucking up the product basically right yeah, like why are you doing this you know like I, I i get that like there's a different world now on the internet and like social media just kind of i don't know I, I can't remember who we were just talking about this but like it's like the internet is like you know people sip this digital courage and do a bunch of dumb shit as if they're drunk and they're literally drunk and i think that's something that you know going back to like having Liz on and and talking about that. I think I'm looking forward to asking those questions too, because there's so much around all of this. That is, it's not even just the, like, I got it and you can't have it without paying up. It's just the mentality of thinking that this is cool that I worry about. Right. Because, you know, like it's just, it just feels so off to me. Well, what I think, and that's going to go, I would love to talk, you know, that, that more that mental, like that mental aspect that goes into it because I think of it like this with sneakers, along with anything anybody collects, it's always going to be the person who, yes, they have a gang of money and they can do whatever they want. That's how it goes. Will it be back with sport cards now, uh, cars, whatever it may be. There's always that person who just has that, that extra leverage that normal people don't have, which, all right, whatever. But Nick, you're right. It is a person who's putting the pallet of shoes in front, laying on them like, I got all these, you can't get them. Because I think of, you know, us three, and not one of us is, you know, rich. I think we're we're doing, you know, good, you know, good as human beings, like getting, like, keeping roofs over our heads, you know, keeping our, you know, family feds, all the things we're supposed to do. And for, I think, of, but I think of the kid who maybe only can get one shoe a year and he's out there, you know, knocking down yards, shoveling snow in the winter, whatever it may be. He's like, I saved up, you know, the 180 plus tax. This is my shoe I want to get. And yes, supply and demand is a thing. It's going to sell out sometimes. But that kid is like, I saved up for this. And now I can't get it. But I'm looking at this jackass over here, weighing down in a million of the boxes. And so that's why I think of like, you're just screwing up. Somebody's like, dude, no matter how hard I work, I just can't get it. And I may be going too deep with that. But I just, I really, that's what I think about is like, us, I think we've been in it for so like long. And we're like, oh, okay, well, whatever. Just move on to the next thing. But there's someone who just wants it because for the love of it. And you're just giving them a complex because you basically said, hey, I'm better than you because I have X, Y, Z dollars. 
and you worked hard to get this one thing. And now I'm going to say, not only can you not have it, but I will only give it to you if you pay me a uh, hundred times what it's actually worth. So yeah. it sucks. And I, that's, that's kind of what I, what I fall on that when I see these pictures of the, I you know Benjamin kicks this goofball, all these people understand your business, but just, I don't see people at Foot Locker when they get the shipment in, they don't take a picture of all the Jordans for the release day. They just put them in the back and sell them. Like, you know what I mean? Or, or at least like I could understand that like first day at a Foot Locker, you walk in the back. That's fucking cool. Like, yeah, post that I loved picture it. Up. I like, you wow. go work at the East Bay, you know, warehouse. That's fucking cool. Go post that picture up. The issue is like, this is the repeated thing, right? Like, wait, what? You're, this is what you think is cool is to just post this constantly. Like, I mean, other than the fact that I know what a Yeezy box or a Jordan box looks like, this looks like somebody that gets paid minimum wage and works in a warehouse, right? Like, that's the, that's the floss is that you're showing off that you work in a warehouse. Like the average person doesn't know what all these boxes are. And they see this and are like, what's this? Like, yeah. it's just really, really odd to me. So there's like his annoying aspect of it. And like the Benjamin kick, like you were just bringing up, like all that just like blah, blah, obnoxious aspect of sneakers, which I think a lot of our listeners and us, row it included, are kind of just sick of. But like what makes me most angry, it's like I'll live. I have like two pairs of dunks that I haven't worn yet in the back of my closet. Like I'll live not getting that third pair of dunks off of sneakers, but like, it's just the hypocrisy. And I didn't want to like nosedive into it when we were talking about charitable donations last episode and like Nike's pledge and Foot Locker's pledge, but like, all right, Nike's going to pledge hundred million dollars to black communities but they still haven't figured out how to fix their own black community on campus or how to build an adequate one that feels inclusive on their own campus. So if you're going to go fire a contract worker who you've been stringing along for a white badge for the past four years saying, keep at it, we'll get you a black badge, we'll get you a black badge, and then you're going to fire him because his, his nephew sold his B Air Force ones he bought him two years ago on um, Poshmark for... $50 cooked like he's gonna get fired for that but trash. this article has been out through Bloomberg for what four days now five days now no comment from Nike you can't find Ann Hibbert you can't find any PR spokesman can't find it's it's media silent and there's been a couple times where Nike's gone silent with like Black Lives Matter and Everything that's happened socially in the past year, um, I've heard accounts from this on campus. Like it, it's it's not all it's not all rainbows and daisies. So it's like you you can flaunt, oh, we gave fifty million dollars to the Chicago, New York, and L.A. communities to help people grow aesthetic. I mean, not aesthetically, but help them grow and education, art, w whatever your initiative is that, yeah. but. But you can't, like, you, you can't have, like, your HR have real conversations and, like, fix things for people who work there. So it's, like, this, it makes me so angry. And it just shows, like, white America, really, if you're a VP at the top, like, I'm sorry. I didn't know this was bad. I value Nike's values. 
I really hope this never happens again. Thank you all for your support. Send. Like, that's the email. Like, that, that's what it is. Or if it's, like, paid administrative leave. Or it could be so many different things. And it's just, like, what it, – it's just not fair. I guess that's where – the this the the uh the lack of fairness with sneakers I'll always get over that that's not a big deal yeah, yeah. the lack of fairness when I've always wanted to work at Nike and I've always put it on a pedestal but then like when I hear and see things good and bad I hear uplifting things too that great things happening there but when it's just like not to bring politics into it but when you see Donnie instigated a fucking riot and then all these people are like ah nah. He doesn't. He doesn't work there anymore. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I saw one thing, but I'm just gonna ignore it. But if anybody else lower than this does this, you're fucked. <laughs> the same thing, and it's not Nike. I mean, every single big corporation who's had a negative headline has had. It's not reselling shoes to your son through a secondary market because businesses don't fucking resell iPhones like that, or maybe they do, but it's just like. You don't hear about it, at least. There's always going to be yeah. things. There's always going to be gaffes where it's just like racist things getting out. There's always just going to be things out there. And this is just Nike and the footwear industry's thing. But that's where like my gears get really grind. It's like, how is this lady still referred to as VP of North America? It's like <laughs> the whole art yeah. proof. There's, there's journalism here. It's it not- is like the Dave Chappelle stand-up. It's the from killing them, killing them softly. Uh, when he's in his buddy, his buddy was white. He's driving, racing the cars like, watch this, Dave. I didn't know I couldn't do that. Okay, go have a good night. Really? That's all you have to say? I didn't know I couldn't do that, and you just got away with it. Like exactly. that's pretty much what happens. Yep. I mean, this is. I feel like this is the same case we're gonna have here. It's messed up, man. And I know, I know a lot of people on campus are waiting to see like. What's the move here? And it's not just on campus. A lot of people in the footwear industry are like, all right, what's what's this move going to be from Nike? Because, I mean, it's night and day. Your policy says do not sell or instigate selling or have family members sell our products from you. Yeah. There's a whole article about somebody like outlining that. So it's like, come on. Yeah, and, and I think this is, like you said, this is always going to be a footwear industry thing, right? Because the demand for sneakers and the hype that comes, I mean, this is just a thing, right? I'm sure the same stuff happens at Adidas. I'm sure the same stuff happens. At, I mean, I know the same stuff has happened at Reebok in the past because I've seen people selling product that they were supposed to be giving away to students and student athletes. So, like, I know this stuff exists at all these companies. I've worked in this business long enough to know that it happens regularly. You know, it's just a different variation with every with every situation, right? Like it's it's some different thing. I think the only the only I think you posted it um, in the chat at some point, Robbie. But I think the only uh, comments that I saw was something that um, something that Matthew Kish, who hopefully we can get him on the um, on the show once once schools. Uh, out and he doesn't have kids at home and and work at home because uh, I'd love to talk to him about some of the stuff that he's done over the years. But uh, he, he, the quote from 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 him or from the Portland Business Journal was Bloomberg Business Week reported this week that Joe Abair, son of Nike Vice President and General Manager of North America, and Abair uh, used a credit card in Ann's name to purchase sneakers for his resale company West Coast Streetwear. In a statement, Nike said. And just quote disclose relevant information to Nike. 
And what? I think that's like the same kind of like, you know, I don't know, like just dismissive kind of response. Granted, like, like, look, this is a really sensitive subject, right? Because I doubt that Nike has seen this level of this thing happen with employees before. The last thing I can think of was uh, uh, the guys behind the look-see sunglasses, right? And they, you know, they went after everybody that was involved in that. And, um, you know, it's, it's, it's like, why, why that when like the dollar amounts were probably similar, right? Like, you know, you're selling more shoes, this kid's selling more shoes. Those guys are making like, you know, promo samples and, you know, all that crazy stuff. And I don't remember the exact stories or the people behind that, but like, you know, it's, it's a very similar situation where like, yeah. you know, I, I would assume that there will be something that comes from this from Nike. Otherwise I think, you know, they, I, I just feel like they have to, right. It's so, it's so, it's such a bad thing. Like not only do I feel like there's just a huge lack of integrity in the whole situation, but I just feel like the perception of this being a Bloomberg level article, like Bloomberg's not writing about Nike very often, you know? So for this to get out and, and kind of show like how, almost how like there's no control for the secondary market, right? That is like, you know, that's on Nike in a sense, right? Because they they play the supply and demand game to to, to get us to this point as a, as a footwear industry. And I think it's it's something that will be really challenging for them to look. This is something that would be challenging for them to address, whether it's one person connected to Nike or just the homie getting hooked up, you know, that also lives in Portland that has those connections. Right. But like it's you know, it's it's such a man, it's just such a fucked up situation. And I just I hope that it, uh, you know, like I think Varian said in the chat, I, I hope that it's heavy handed because I think that, look, this is something that, you know, because we're all constantly taking L's on the sneakers app, which the craziest part about the sneakers app, and I might've brought this up on an episode before, but like the craziest part about the sneakers app is, is other than the fact that we can't get releases, it's one of the best apps period. Like it is like for, for a big company like Nike to highlight community members and go around the country and have, you know, footwear kick checks and all this stuff. Like, that just doesn't happen. Like Nike would have never done that other than like people riding for the SB team and the occasional like superstar athlete. Nike doesn't shout people out on their, on their biggest platform. Right. And so on one hand, they're doing incredibly good things in that app while at the same time, like it's like, it's almost like the gears are stuck for the actual like purchasing aspects of the sneakers app. And you know, and, and maybe, you know, I just don't buy enough shoes anymore and I don't deserve to buy whatever cool shoes that I want that are coming. That's totally okay. Cause if, you know, if, if, if I was a boutique owner and I had people that were buying my shoes regularly, I'd probably let those people buy, right? Like the same as we do with the discord. Like if you're in the discord, you, you're going to get, you're going to get access to everything we do before we put it out to the rest of the world in a sense. And that's just because you've been supporting us and, you know, really like allow us to do these things. But yeah. I guess my question for you guys, you know, kind of now that we've talked through some of this stuff, what do you think 
what do you think the like solution to this is not necessarily what is like the punishment for you know the kid or the mom or whatever but like how do you you know because obviously this is you know it, it started as a nike conversation because the kid is connected to nike but he's doing this you know there's plenty of people that are running bots that are doing this right yeah and it collectively most of that's most of what's getting bought up is getting bought by people using bots, people that are using technology to like short the system and get access to the product. I don't know that there's really a great solution to any of this. I do, I, I do really appreciate raffles. There's at least a perception that I have a chance with raffles. So that's usually my like approach to trying to buy stuff from other places other than mm -hmm. sneakers. But I don't know. Is is there a solution, or is this just something we're just going to have to deal with as as sneaker enthusiasts moving forward? I I don't know if there's actually a solution to going in and trying to make a better way to purchase things because technology has just come so far and people have so much access to it that it's just really kind of just I I don't know. It's kind of ridiculous. People are too smart for their own good sometimes, and and not that I guess that's, that's a bad thing, but it's just something I think we're going to have to kind of ride the wave on until they can figure out how to just block the, I don't know, the cloned IP addresses or whatever it is that people are using with these bots. I don't know if there's a real way to block it. I mean, the best thing we saw as of late was Union just asking a simple question, which blew everyone's mind. You're like, oh, I didn't know what was going to happen, which if that's the case, I mean, just ask the question, build the extra layer of protection and just ask one simple question. It doesn't have to be anything like groundbreaking. You don't have to be like a sneaker genius to know, but just Put something that a human has to answer. That's that's my thought about the purchasing. But when it comes to the Nike thing, because there's a lot of culture that needs to be fixed in the sense of who's getting fired for what when it comes to the resale thing. Honestly, yes. If the immediate family is giving a shoe, they shouldn't be selling it. That's just hey, you're part of that. You're part of that person's household. You can't be a part of that. But if you give someone a gift, and they just so happen down the line sell something, that's not your problem anymore. I don't think that should be something that should be on you because you can't control what someone does. If they're harder for cash and like, hey, you got me XYZ shoe. I appreciate it. I just had to sell it for keep the lights on. Like that shouldn't come back to, hey, sorry, contract guy. You were so close to getting that badge, but we're going to let you go for just a minuscule reason and replace you with somebody else to give them that same hope and, you know, snatch it away. So that's my two thoughts on how I guess those little, you know, I guess big things can be fixed. I don't think it can be fixed until these people get out of our sandbox. But I the mean, money, man, it's just too much money right now. Until until I mean, people stop liking sneakers, I just don't think it's gonna happen. No, and it's it's not. But like that's how it stops because sneakers is so unique in that way. Computers, Xbox, so video games. Those are my other two interests, and people buy at computer chips just to fuck with you and make money. Same way people buy PS fives. Just to fuck with you and make money. Figures, <laughs> if it's really cool, people buy them up to fuck with you to make money. I can't think of anything I like that hasn't been sneakerified. Now concerts, sneakerified. When there were concerts, sneakerified. M and M's still can buy those pretty easily. Not <laughs> even <laughs> easily. I'm talking a little substantive. <laughs> yeah, I think if if anybody starts trying to re resell burritos, man, that's the end for me. Oh, Nick's fighting. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, somebody tried with Travis Scott Reese's pub. I mean, like someone will be trying to sell anything, and it's just such a bummer that 
sneakers have become an asset. Like, I don't want to say how much money's in my closet, but there's a lot of fucking money in there in juice. Yeah. So, yeah. like, it really is an asset class. Like, it, it 100% is. For years, I joked with my parents, like, I have shoe equity. Don't worry. Like, if something burns down, like, I can sell these off and I could pretty much buy anything I need to buy. Mm-hmm. And that's a fact. And it's the fact that the reality that everybody else knows that, like this kid who I'm sure he thought shoes were cool before, but like I'm sure a lot of resellers thought shoes were cool before, and that's where they had the idea to, to resell them. Mm-hmm. So it didn't just come out of nowhere. But like there's just so many broken, like everything's broken, man. It's hard not just to be cynical and defeated. Because on top of all this, this West Coast guy, he also has like a two hundred and fifty dollar a month, like how to resell sneakers class. He's he, a Discord yeah. charges, so fool has like four hundred people in there too. So he's like teaching these other goobers, <laughs> like, and it's just like when when you have one goober who procreates with another goober, you get goobers everywhere. <laughs> Uh, I think I just like the word goober. That just made it just perfect. <laughs> I mean, so so just to play devil's advocate one more time before we wrap this episode up. This article was also great in a sense that, you know, Chad and Adina Jones, another lane, we've shouted them out. They're going to be on the podcast at some point here soon, hopefully. Um, you know, they're getting exposure on Bloomberg for their new business, right? And I know, I know they raised money for their to start their business by selling shoes. So, you know, and, and that's in the article, right? Like, you know, it's it's basically like the thing is we we really because we're in this community, and I don't know if if it would be this way, and you know, I guess it's the same way in other situations. Now that I'm thinking about it, but like because we're in this community, we feel a much more personal you know, uh, not attack, but, but like, we're, you know, kind of like, yeah. And, you know, thinking about like that, right. Like for me, I know Chad, I know Adina, those are some of my great friends. I want to support them. If that's how they start their business, that's, you know, like that's a part of it. Right. But they're coming at it from the community perspective of like, Hey, we're doing this for the community. We're creating a community. We're highlighting people within the community where, Kind of like to your point about the, you know, the games or, you know, like the graphics cards on computers right now. It's just, it's just somebody that has no real reason to be buying that product, but they just want to make money off of it. And we're also seeing that on a much larger scale with everything, right? Mike mentioned trading cards, you know, trading cards, Top Shot, we'll talk about in a, in a future episode, but like people just think that like, the internet is is for flipping things and making money in a crazy way right now. And GameStop was a perfect example of that, but a ton of people lost money. And I think a lot of people lose money on a lot of these things, right? Like, you know, this kid, West Coast Joe, hey, he's doing it and he's doing it in a way that he obviously has been like, you know, successful at it. For every one, you know, my PSA, if somebody's listening to this and wants to think about building bots and reselling shoes, for every one West Coast Joe in terms of financial success, there are probably 50 to 100 people that lose money, even in sneakers, because it's not an easy thing to get into on that level, which is why, like, part of me is also, like, as sad as it is, impressed that he's been able to, like, build up all these things, because it's really tough to do. 
I don't think that it's it's you know <laughs> morally the right thing to do. Um, but maybe I'm maybe I'm wrong, and maybe that's the uh, you know the thing. But I, I just I think it's just tough because when you're in the we're in the community, right? Like I'm thinking about like car stuff, right? If you listen to this and you're into Hondas, you know the price of Spoon stuff, Mugen stuff, uh, Cusco stuff. Like everything from back in the day is five, 10, 50 times more expensive than it was, you know, when you first could have got it. Like I know people that have, I mean, I have sets of wheels in my garage that I paid five, 500 bucks for that I could probably sell for two or three grand now because of the demand that's out there. And it's, it's a little bit different than, you know, the sneaker thing because it's the sneakers are new and like the games are new, right? The PS five is new. The video cards are new. Even like, you know, taking a step further and like the cook groups that are selling, you know, heat lamps for the patio and inflatable pools, all those things are turning regular consumer items into commodities to try to profit off of. And at the end of the day, the average consumer just gets completely effed in that situation. And that's really, really tough for me. But I don't know. I, I do think that, I think that like, it's interesting because like, you know, as you said, sneakerified, right? Like that's a great terminology because that's really what it's been. It's, it's like there was this way to flip these things, make a little bit of money here and there. And then all of a sudden, like you have a stock X that, you know, for better or worse, you know, changes it to where it makes it easy to, to, to go through those transactions. Mm-hmm. Some of like, look, we're going to all probably sell shoes occasionally. Most people are going to sell shoes when they, you know, either need to get rid of them or need a new pair or whatever. That always happens. It always has. It's happened for forever, right? Like garage sales, eBay, whatever it is. But now we're just in a point where everyone has the mentality of if I can get it first, I can charge the guy behind me more. And I think that's like the exact opposite of what the sneaker community and like my experience in sneakers has been all this time. because. Even when I was lining up for stuff, you know, back in the day, if I didn't get my size, I wasn't taking it home to try to flip it. I was taking it home to get it to one of my buddies that wore that size, or I was trying to trade somebody at the back of the line to get or in the front of the line, vice versa. You know, like that was just sort of lining up. But I think now, like the kids that line up are probably just after the quick buck. Maybe that's five and a half. Five and a half. Oh, dude, I hated that. It's like you clearly are like four foot eleven, but you ask them for a size twelve. <laughs> those don't add up right. Not a big dick dog. But <laughs> <laughs> they're wearing flippers. That's what it is. I saw Chad in there. I'm never gonna say shit about Chad because I like Chad, and I'm biased like that. Like he's he's pretty much doing the same thing, but he's just doing it correctly. And what's correctly? It's arbitrary. It's it's perspective. It's how you feel about it. Not but, being a dick. That's what it is. That's the right way. <laughs> I bought a pair of shoes off Chad. They were immaculate. I'm very happy yeah. with my transition with him. Yeah. And so he's helping other people now with another lane, right? Like that's the beauty of that. Is like taking that whole system and being like, hey, like this is how you could sell some shoes too. And like we'll bring the community in, the people that are interested. You won't have to deal with the, you know, the bots or whatever other craziness that's going on on the other side of the of the game, kind of. Yeah. So all right. I don't know, man. I, I, yeah. I was hoping that this conversation would make me feel better about this, but. It's like a different turn. You know, honestly, 
what I'm feeling right now. I'm just hungry as always. That's just the, that's the nature of the beast. Like I just, I don't really have no solution. Just always hungry. Always craving a burrito. Need a yeah. burrito sponsorship. No, I would love a burrito sponsorship. They could just start sending us stuff like once a week. That would just make me happy. I had ramen before we recorded, so I'm like, oh uh, yeah, the whole time. My Robbie's ready for a nap. Yeah, he's done. He's done for the day. My weekly ramen bowl. None of that top ramen shit. But we had that. Conversation. He said we do it real here. We had that another time. Right. I will. We just hit the hour mark, so appreciate all of you rocking with us. If you haven't, we've been uh, we we've been we've been uh, talking it up a little bit, but Patreon, Discord, um, we we got trivia night coming up in about a week. So uh, I would suggest jumping in. We got a cool giveaway. If you're in before, well, you won't hear this. So yeah, but anyway, we got another giveaway for next month too. We'll we'll announce that soon. But we appreciate all of you listening. Um, guys, let them know how they can find you. Yeah. Uh, Mike Guillory, you can find me on Instagram and Twitter at MadWatcher789. And, of course, on YouTube at Mike Guillory. Robbie, where can I find you, buddy? You can find me You can find me happily posting my Laker meme because we won for the first time in five games. Ooh, you needed that one. At R-A-H-B-E-E-702. And it's only better when it's against – Steph Curry and the Lake and the Warriors. So that, that's good. Where can they find you, Nick? Uh, at Nick Engvall, N I C K E N G V A L L. More importantly, just follow at Sneaker History for us on all the platforms. Got a new Twitch channel, YouTube, Instagram, Twitter, Tumblr. I think we got a Pinterest, but I don't post to it anymore. Grubhub. Uh, Facebook. Yeah, Grubhub. Yeah. Um, Spotify, no, but now we appreciate you. Thanks for rocking with us, and we'll catch you on the next one. Peace. See you. Bye. <laughs> hey, y'all, Nick Ingvall here. Before you take off, I want to thank you for listening to the Sneaker History Podcast. It really means a lot that you would spend a portion of your week hanging with us, and if there are any ways that we can improve the podcast for you, please leave us a review on iTunes. If you're looking for more content from the Sneaker History crew, head over to patreon.com slash sneakerhistory and join us for as little as five bucks a month. That also gets you access to our Discord group, which is a lot of fun. Also, make sure you're subscribed to our YouTube channel. We just started uploading our videos there now, so you can watch the video version of the pod and a lot more. Last but not least, tell someone you like their kicks today. It's a small gesture that can go a really long way to making somebody's day a little bit better. Thanks again, and we'll catch you on the next one. Peace. Hey, hey, Nick here again. Before you take off, I want to thank you for listening to the Sneaker History Podcast. Be sure to hop into our Discord to answer this episode's The Last Shot question and get to know our community of sneaker enthusiasts. If you'd like more insights on the trending topics in the sneaker world, I've also recently started a newsletter to share my knowledge from nearly two decades of experience working in the footwear industry. You can find the link to that below or go to sneakerhistory.com newsletter. And last but not least, tell someone you like their kicks today. You never know how far a simple compliment can take you, and we all know how good it feels to be on the receiving end of some appreciation. Thank you for all the support, and we will catch you on the next episode. Peace.